What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. We are also streaming over on uh, Twitter Spaces if you want to listen to just the audio there. But we have a Bulls win to talk about. The Bulls hold on to an early lead after it looked kind of questionable there to get the victory over the Indiana Pacers. This was a really big win for the Chicago uh, Bulls in which they, they led throughout. Um, even faltering a little bit there, but they led throughout. This was a win that we needed to, them to see. Hopefully, uh, I was hoping that the Bulls were going to lock this one away a little bit earlier, but we'll break that all down. But first, we got to get into the intro. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bulls news and content. All right, Bulls fans. So in this game, right, looking at this game, the thing that I leave away from this is the Bulls have the best bench in the NBA, right? They could have the best bench in the NBA. The Bulls bench really helped settle things. They set the tone. Uh, Goran Dragic having the highest plus minus in this game for the Chicago Bulls, and that was very indicative of his impact on this game, I feel. When Goran was out on the floor, People scored easier. We got in transition better. Uh, the passing was more crisp. He was catching people on passes that, you know, not to not a slight on Iota Sumu, but Goran is just miles above Iota Sumu when it comes to playmaking, and especially those no-look passes. And that was just a big impact in this game. Uh, Andre Drummond, another double-digit uh, double performance in rebounding, having 13 rebounds on there. He actually had more than Vucci, only had seven rebounds total in this game. But the Bulls bench just makes a difference in this that's hugely over 30 points from the Bulls bench keep in mind this was the same Bulls bench well this was a team that off the bench last season they had games where they did not have double digits off the bench as a whole so to have what they what they were getting um from their bench in this game was huge for the Chicago Bulls also two starters that I want to that I want to point out here as well Zach Levine had probably his best game um since you know the start of the season for him six for 13 in this game 10 for 12 from the free throw line he had six rebounds five assists one steal did have five turnovers. Zach needs to get those turnovers down, but 28 points overall from Zach Levine. Um, Patrick Williams also, with his best game of the season, even though he only played 15 minutes, he was four for five from the field, two for two from three-point range, being very, seeming and looking very confident in his time out there. And I see what Billy Donovan is doing with Patrick Williams. He's very much so letting, letting the confidence, letting the game come to Patrick Williams by limiting his minutes, right? And also, you know, having Javante Green, who's playing much better now in the last two games than what he started the season off with and even Derek Jones Jr. who didn't score a single point in this game but did have three re rebounds uh, had a plus minus of plus 16 it was part of that bench unit that came in and just changed the energy um, for this team and so I see what Billy Donovan's doing with Patrick Williams. He's very much so just letting that confidence build for Patrick Williams, keeping things kind of mitigated for him, right? Keeping those minutes down and seeing how he performs in those minutes. Don't be surprised if Patrick Williams hovers around that 15 to 18 minute um, per, per game total for maybe the next three to five games. And then we see, you know, if that confidence build, you unleash him a little bit more. Overall, though, Patrick Williams has probably his best game as well on the season so far. Four for five from the field. Like I said, 10 points overall, two assists, two steals, being very active in his minutes out there, even though they were few. But again, this is all understandable. If you've been looking at this team, watching this team play, Javante Green, Derrick Jones Jr., they have deserved minutes because their energy helps change the tide of games. Now, this was, a, a like I said, a game in which the Bulls led throughout um, 38 points in both the, the, the first and second quarters from the Chicago Bulls. Then also, uh, they did allow 36 points in the third quarter. 
The Bulls do not need to let this become a story again. Bad third quarters from the, from the team gave me PTSD from how they were playing last season. But overall, holding on to that victory, holding on to that early lead, even though we all wanted to see really this team just uh, have a big lead. We were hoping for them to maintain that lead, allow the starters to sit in the fourth. That did not happen. We, they got this lead is down to as low as I think six. Um, but the Bulls were able to hold on. They still ended up winning the game by 15 points. So shout out to the Bulls for taking care of business there against an inferior opponent. They have another one lined up against the San Antonio Spurs coming up. But the Bulls played a very good game thoroughly throughout this. Almost 50% overall from the field. Now, they were almost 60% from the field at the end of the first half. So they did shoot the ball much worse in the second half. But they still, 43 made back baskets on 34 assists. That's a great, just showing how moving the ball is important on this team. Moving without the ball is important. Passing the ball around, catching people cutting. If this team continues to play with this ball movement and player movement off the ball, we're going to have a successful season for the Chicago Bulls. Um, but again, 49% overall from the field for the Bulls in this one. They shot the three-pointer very well. They were 16 of 30 from the three-point range for good for 53%. Uh, 24 uh, free throws in this game. Uh, same number that the Pacers had, but they hit them in a much better clip. 22 of 24 there. 91% um, on the free throw. Winning the rebounding battle again, which is probably going to be a story for the Chicago Bulls as long as they have Drummond and Vooch out there. Definitely winning that rebounding battle, winning the assist battle, winning the steals battle, not winning the black the blocks battle. The Pacers had 12 blocks in this game, and they were key. This lead would have would, they probably would have still won by 20 points if it wasn't for some key blocks um, during some what looked like was going to be easy drives by Zach Levine and others in this game as well. Points in the paint, the Bulls win by 40, uh, 46 to 36 in that one. But the Bulls did have 25 fouls in this game to the Pacers' 18. But outside of those things, this was a really solid game from the Chicago Bulls, a game that we needed to see. Um, but listen, some big some questions there as far as that that lead giving up uh letting that lead get as low as it did in the third quarter in the third quarter they got outscored by nine 36 to 27 you don't want to see that when you have your foot on the neck of a team you want to go ahead and snuff them out in that game let let that go go to the side and move the hell on but at the end of the day the bulls still do get the win zach levine looks good in the win demar Derozan not having to do as much he did not score a single point in the first quarter and it's good to be able to see that the Bulls have success without needing to rely on DeMar DeRozan to just be heavy isolation ball. He was allowed to have a more efficient night. He was 6 for 14 from the field, 5 for 5 from the free throw line. He chips in 17 points in this game. Um, but the story of this game really is just going to be how the Bulls did show um, some just being able to, to, to withstand that, that, that tide from the Pacers. This team, a lot of times, if they, if the Pacers would have had a 36-point third quarter on this team last season with the bench that we had, they probably would have took the lead and ended up winning this game. This Bulls team is different. Being able to rely on your bench the way that the Bulls do and have been so far this season, and it's still building chemistry. We're still seeing this team just continue to get in a groove both in the starting lineup and um, in, 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 the in, the, uh, in the backups and the reserves as well. The Bulls now move to over 500, the three and two on the season, with another uh, solid a game coming up against the San Antonio Spurs, which they should be favored in. But again, the Spurs, the Spurs seem to not know how to tank um, in in Pop's last season. So you know, be on the lookout for that to be kind of a tough matchup like this one was down the stretch as well. But not looking forward, not looking ahead too much ahead to that. The Bulls are playing well, seeing this team and the way that they play. The brand of basketball they play is a fun, exciting brand of basketball, and they're finding success in doing these things. And keep in mind, we have still yet to see a game this season in which Vooch, Zach, and DeMar all have it going at the same time, and that leaves a lot of promise still left on the table for this team as well. 
We're seeing this team play the way that we wanted them to see. Um, wiping away a lot of that bad taste from the two games lost in a row. They now win two games in a row. See if they can get a little bit of a win streak going outside of these two games. We'll see what happens with that. Um, but they have uh, San Antonio on Friday. And then we have, I believe it's Boston on Saturday as well. Um, so we got some tough matchups coming. Um, and we get into a really tough stretch for the for the Chicago Bulls at that. Oh, I'm sorry, not Boston. It's Philly on Saturday. And then we have Brooklyn Tuesday, Charlotte Wednesday, Boston next Friday as well. And then a home and home against in, uh against Toronto on the sixth and seventh of November. So it, it like I said before, the storyline coming into the season was always going to be that that rhetoric that the Bulls could not beat good teams last season. We were gonna find the answer out to that. Early in the season, the first two two to three weeks of the season, we face a lot of heavy hitters. So we'll really be able to see how this team stands up so far to that. This was not one of those teams, but I just like the way and the brand of basketball that this team's playing and the way that it seems like this team is coming together and really finding their rhythm um, together is all one. So that's it for me on this right now. Um, no passive P in this game. We had P Will in this game. But let's go ahead and go over to the comments, and we'll see. Read those. Vibe for a little bit. We like to hang out here at Chicago Bulls Central. We got Ben Paul in the building with a super chat. Thank you for supporting the channel at this level, my brother. He says, this bench is different. C-Red, yes, this bench is very different. We're going to see some games where this bench definitely carries us to victory. Just being – like I've said it before, and I call it this. It's the death by a thousand cuts. Um, and that was coined by Big Dave Watson over on CHGO Bulls. But, like, it really much so is the death by a thousand cuts because if you do play this team well in this starting lineup, you have some hitters coming off the bench that you can't ease up on. And most teams in the NBA just do not have the depth that the Chicago Bulls have. And we're going to see, right? I'm a Chicago Sky fan, even though they, they failed in the playoffs. But um, their depth was one of the things that I always talked about with that team over on Chicago Sky Central. Same thing with the Bulls. The ability to go 11 deep, 12 deep once Lonzo comes back in healthy, is a luxury that not many teams, if any teams, have in the NBA. So being able to do that, you're going to be able to see, see us just wear teams down um, with that play that we're getting off the bench from our, from our reserves. And that's going to be hugely important. Hugely important for this team as we move, hopefully, and go on a playoff run. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. We're five games into the season, though. Uh, Alex Larez in the building. Drogic was the difference in the third quarter when the Pacers were on a run, and since then, we never looked back. Absolutely. Drogic, I've said it before. I was completely down on Drogic. I overlooked and underrated what Drogic was going to mean to the Chicago Bulls team. Absolutely. And I got to figure, and I, listen, I got to, I got to, <laughs> I just got to hold myself accountable for that. I completely overlooked the impact that Goran Dragic was going to have for this team. James Jamison, great point here. Almost let uh, them come back. Got to finish off teams. Yes, that is something that we do need to see this team do is the, is the ability to finish off teams. Like I said, when you have the, your foot on their neck, snuff them out. The Bulls very much, this should have been a game in which we saw a lot of Dale and Terry in the fourth quarter we end up seeing him a little bit I'm, I'm glad that he did make his appearance uh he's just he only played one minute but i swear if I, he was plus one in that one minute he was playing like the game was on the line shout out to dale and terry for doing that but um yeah this should have been a game where we got to see some of dale and terry where we got to see malcolm hill maybe even a marco simonovich sighting but we did not because this team was not able even though we still won by a large margin was not able to hold on to that lead in a meaningful way to be able to, to reserve your starters we need to figure that out we need to figure that out. Let's see. Creeley says, um, Pat should have played more. I agree, right? When you when you, you want to reward playing well with more minutes. But again, like I said, I think they're trying to build Pat Will's confidence bit by bit. And if that's what they're doing, if they're planning to ramp him up, let him earn those minutes with his play, 
He, at least in this game, has and in the last game, playing solidly as well, he's now earned more minutes. Hopefully now we see an increase from 15 to maybe between 18 and 20 minutes in the next game. Again, against a Spurs team, his old teammate Devin Vassell's on that team. Hopefully we see that. P-Will, though, it, I like what they're doing because they're allowing times where they are running plays for P-Will. He didn't get a lot of shots in this game. He averages seven shots a game for his career. He got five in this one. He hit it at a four-for-five clip. But they are running plays now for Patrick Williams. Not a lot, but they're running some plays, letting him build that confidence, seeing that he can work. It is what it is, man. It is what it is there. Daily Insomnia Podcast says, had me nervous for a sec. You and me both, brother. I'm not going to lie. When that lead got down to single digits, I was like, hey, man, listen. My PTSD is really kicking in from last season right now, and I don't like the way this feels. Um, but the Bulls are still able to turn or hold, it on, hold it on to it. Uh, the lead. How many times last year did we see the Bulls team not be able to hold on to leads? While they did let this lead whittle down, they still held on to it. They never gave up the lead. Never gave up to the lead. James Jamison says, one of our best dunkers was getting blocked like a motherfucker. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was like that. Like, listen, if we had that level of shot blocking with the rebounding and everything else we have, that, that would just be crazy. Cannon in the building. Or, yeah. Uh, passive P was solid tonight. Would have liked uh, Tim to play a little bit more for confidence. Listen, I think this game helps build confidence for sure. I definitely think it helps build confidence. Leviant uh, says, unpopular opinion. Drogic is a big sample size of what's to come when Lonzo returns minus the defense. That's, that is a, a fair estimation, my brother, especially if Lonzo comes back doing like he, like he was, man. So, hey, listen, if Lonzo comes back and pushes the ball in transition, gets those passes like he was, and it's going to take a while, right? When you're out of basketball for 12 months, it's going to take a while. But once he is back in the rhythm, I can't wait to see what the passing looks like on this team because the passing is already vastly improved from last season. And you're missing one of your best passers in Lonzo Ball on top of that? Shit, I can't, I can't wait to see what that looks like. Can't wait to see what that looks like. Adrian in the building says, starter got to figure it out. Can't be giving up leads like that. Yeah, man, that was that was tough to watch. I'm not going to lie. Still glad that they were able to hold on to the lead, but it was definitely tough to watch there for a second. The education James says, watching DeMar play like this is, is some alternate universe shit. I mean, and the fact that, like, you had DeMar only, only take 14 shots in this game, and the Bulls won it by double digits. I don't know if that ever happened last season. Ever, DeMar DeRozan last season averaged 20.2 shots per game. So far this season, five game sample size, he's averaging 17 shots per game. That's three less shots per game, and he's not he's only averaging less than one total point per game less than what he did last season. That's bananas, bro. Like, and that's overlooked. That's allowing him to be more efficient. That's that's this team standing up and giving him more help as well. This team, I'm telling you guys. For the doubters on the Chicago Bulls team, they still got to prove. They still have a lot of things left to prove. But as it comes to fruition, man, we got to people got to look out. This team is not taking anything easy this season. Uh, Big P says, "Whoa, the Bulls! I never call you that. I'm, you got you got you got to change that username, brother." Um, hey, hey, it's good win. Buddy Hill can score G's. I like the ball movement, but the Bulls need to stop with the long shooting droughts in in five minutes thirty seven seconds without a bucket. Yeah. They do need to – it reminds me of the Scott Skiles era Bulls. They always had moments in times where they just could not hit shots. Now, that was a, a jump-shooting team um, and completely different brand of basketball play, but it just puts me back in that mindset of that – I think that was the maybe the season before last of Scott Skiles where we just had those scoring drops where we just went long periods of time where we just did not hit shots 
And I don't want to see that develop for this team. There have been two trends so far with this team. The droughts have been one, but the slow starts have been another. We didn't get off to a slow start. We had a down third quarter, but at least we didn't get off to a slow start. So need to see those type of things. Um, is it me or is Kobe regressing or maybe he's just ineffective in short minutes? Um, I wouldn't say Kobe's regressing per se. I mean, he's always been an inconsistent player. But I see what I think what we're seeing now is that while as he had more time to shoot himself out of his slumps, we're seeing now that Billy Donovan is like, hey, Kobe, if your shot's not falling early, he was two for six in this game. We got a veteran in Goran Dragic who's going to eat up those minutes. And so that's what we're seeing. We're seeing now Billy Donovan not have to rely just on Kobe if his shot's not falling. He's allowed to then say, hey, Kobe, I gave you a chance. We're going, we're riding with the hot hand. The veteran in Dragic, we have better ball moving, things like that while he's out there. It's much like they're doing with Patrick Williams is just on the bench. They're giving Kobe White a chance to play, earn minutes. If he doesn't, listen, we got other people that have the next man up mentality that are going to step up and play effective in those roles. That's what we're seeing. Lee Education James with another good comment. We really left the heavy isolation offense. I love it. Yes. Now, like I've said before, and some of the things that we saw in like the Wizards game and in parts of, of the Miami game is that when things get tough for this team, are they, they almost defaulted back to the heavy isolation ball. We didn't see that in this game. When the Pacers went on their run and we went on that scoring drought, we still moved the ball. We didn't go heavy isolation. DeMar had some isolation plays. Zach had some isolation plays. But they were to complement the, 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 the scheme of what we were doing otherwise. So that, that again, bodes well to, the, the, to this team evolving in ways that a lot of people didn't think and didn't expect for. Silk Ron says, if Vooch could give us the same effort as Drummond on defense, things would have been would be even better. I don't know what, what you've been watching this season. Vooch has been giving excellent effort on defense this season overall. A little bit less this game. He seemed to be a little bit off as far as the defensive end this game. I think he wanted to avoid being in foul trouble because he was playing with fouls a lot. He did have four personal fouls in this game. But Vooch has been very solid defensively this, this season. He's having one of his best defensive ratings of the season so far. I think he's 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 a career average 108 uh, defensive rating. He's right at, I think, 110 last time I checked. But Vooch has been very good defensively this season, brother. Um, Tariq Tadoro says, um, hey, Hayes, man, are Drummond and Drogic playing with a chip on their shoulder? Both are trying to show that they are not finished and I still have and still have a lot to give. I especially love their chemistry together. Well, keep in mind, they did play together before, but – I don't even think it's necessarily Gorn trying to show he still has a lot left because Gorn's even said, I know that I'm getting close to the end of my playing career. I think it's more so we're seeing him just be calm. Like, he just knows his job. He knows what to do. He's playing free out there. Dr Drummond is absolutely out there to prove some things. He's absolutely out there to prove some things. MJG23 says, Zach's turnovers really come from him trying to force ISO in situations there has he has no lane available. His turnovers will cut down if he uh, use if he was used like anti-Vooch, disagree with that. I don't think his, his turnovers come from trying to go heavy isolation. To me, most of his turnovers came from him trying to make passes that he just doesn't doesn't make. And he did, he did dribble it off his foot a couple of times as well. But I don't necessarily see that in Zach this season. Before, I would agree with you. Um, at least in this game, I, I saw Zach. Now, he he did. He, he, he wanted to pass, and maybe he, he, he went into penetration, trying to penetrate, and that double team came, and he just made that pass a little bit too late. But I didn't see and feel in this game that 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 uh, Zach was trying to go heavy isolation. That's just my opinion, but you know it is what it is. There, my I hold no more weight than anybody else's opinion. I'm just saying what I've seen. Eight lives. If Vooch play any harder, he's gonna die. Man, calm down. Listen, that's what I said. Vooch has been playing well out there on both sides of the ball.
Frenchie in the building says one of the main differences that Vooch has been so effective this season is that he's not shooting as many threes and he's on the block uh, where he's at, at his greatest. No, we actually talked about this during the halftime hangout. Vooch is actually averaging the same amount of threes that he did last season. It's just that he is going down low a little bit more. And we're not a little bit, a lot more. He's using that three to complement his down low game, which he's been more effective at. But no, Vooch so far this season, let's go over it again. He's averaging four and a half three-pointers per game. You know how many uh, three-pointers per game he averaged last season? Four and a half. He's averaging the same amount of three-pointers. He's actually shooting them at a worse clip. He's averaging 27.8 uh, 27 uh, three-point percentage this season. He was 31% last season. It's just Vooch is just operating down low more, and he's getting better shots when he, when, he, when he operates down low more. But, no, he's taking the same exact amount of threes as last season, brother. Let's see what else we got. Cap lives in the building. He says, uh, looked a little sloppy there, but we got it together near the end. This bench has really surprised me this year. A lot of people echoing those same sentiments for sure. MC Season in the building says, do you think they're trying to ramp him up uh, even when Billy is uh, starting to play DJJ? Yes. That's that's exactly what I think they're trying to do with Patrick. They're letting his confidence build. They're not giving him a chance for that for something to happen where the confidence gets shot in the foot either. They're letting it build, letting it build, and we'll see if it ends up paying off. We'll really see that. Steve-O Speaks says, bro, they got down to single digits. I was screaming at Billy to do something. That is why I don't do live calls. That is why I will only do post-game, pre-games, and halftime hangouts um, because I was definitely screaming and yelling at my TV, and the Bulls were still winning. But, yeah, I was – listen. Everybody was bitches there for a second. <laughs> uh, MJ23, the Bulls third quarter was an issue of us going away from the inside-out play and the Pacers' intelligence uh, taking advantage of our of our out-of-sorts defense when they started running. Yes, they definitely started running, started pushing the pace. The Bulls wasn't weren't able to set up their defense, and we see now maybe the transition defense may be a weak spot for this team. We'll see how that develops over the course of a season. Um, but at least in this game, definitely the transition defense on the fast break left a lot to be desired, that's for sure. Maurice Nate Willis says, Billy is coaching better. He made a couple lineup adjustments until he, find the right mix, until he found the right mix. Absolutely, brother. Joshua Simmons in the building says, love this team so far, but the Bulls are going as an organization are not good at developing talent. Weird minutes for Pat so far. Marco traded away when no again. So you got to put everything into perspective during the bowling era, boiling era. Yes, they were terrible at developing talent. Gafford was never going to get that deal with, with the Chicago Bulls. And keep in mind, he's now coming off the bench. I get I, I, I prom almost promise you the Wizards are probably going to trade. He's he hasn't even entered the first year of that actual extension yet. It hits big money next year. They may try to move him. Um, Laurie, again, as I said in the in the pregame show, Laurie's really just getting more shots up. If you look at his averages, look at his efficiency, it's all pretty much the same as his, as his best season with the Chicago Bulls. He's just taking advantage of better opportunity. Wendell, pretty much the same. He's in an opportunity where he's uh, he's allowed to do a lot more. But again, I do think Wendell and Laurie have developed some, just not as much as their numbers would tell you. Uh, Marco, he's trash. Marco's trash defensively. It is what it is there. And the minutes for Pat, we talked about that. We know why the minutes are there for Pat. But look at this team. They developed Zach Levine. Look at how Zach Levine developed every part of the season. Io definitely is developed. So I wouldn't say that this team is horrible at, at developing talent. They just went through an era in the Jim Boylan era where they didn't develop a goddamn thing. We'll see how it goes in the future. Alana, I feel like there's a lot of teams that have droughts, but I agree we need to quit that if we want to be serious. You're absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Brandon Peck in the building says, what up, Hayes? What's going on, brother? Brandon L. Jett says, another good win. Bulls handled business that they needed to do. 
Absolutely. Marvin, the motivator in the building, says blueprint to winning Hayes 11 deep. Oh, we should get Lonzo back 12 deep. Look out. Man, it's this this rotation. Billy Donovan is doing a great job with this rotation out. You know, I know some people are going to say the weird minutes to Pat, but again, Pat's play has been up and down. Really good in this game. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. The Bull says, hey, Hayes, in the first five games, what's the strength of this team in the biggest week? The strength of this team is the bench. I'll say the defense. I'll say the the the, the forcing turnovers, the getting out of the transition. I can say all that. But at the end of the day, it's the energy and the activity and the consistency coming off your bench for the Chicago Bulls. Period. That's the biggest strength. The biggest weakness, I would say, is not maintaining that defensive intensity all 48 minutes. Now, it's tough, right? And I want, I, sometimes I worry, and it's only five games in, but I'm letting you guys into what goes on in my head. Sometimes I worry, like, the defensive intensity in this team, is it going to be a, a time where they hit a wall? Because they have to play intense for so long because we don't have the best one-on-one defenders throughout the whole roster. We have great def- defense. We have some really good one-on-one defenders. But I worry about that. But again, that's that's an early season worry and concern. We'll see if how it develops and if it even turns into a trend over the course of the season. Tariq Trudeau says, uh, 232 in the house. Get a man some likes. I don't even know what likes we're at, what number of likes we're at. But let's let's try to get this up to 100 likes. Matter of fact, we are less than four. We are 32 subscribers away from hitting 9,000 subscribers on the YouTube side. I know a lot of you guys aren't subscribed because I see the metrics. About 55% of our daily viewers are not subscribed to the channel. If we can get up to 9,000 subs before I end this live stream today, we got about 20 more minutes. If we can get up to 9,000 before I end it, I'll do a Bulls jersey giveaway. So if you're not subscribed to the channel, subscribe to the channel. You'll have a chance to hit the jersey giveaway. Don't forget, we have our goal of hitting 10,000 subscribers by my birthday, which is December 5th. So hopefully we can do that as well. We'll have to get a lot of subscribers every day. I don't know if we can hit it, but it is what it is. Yo, it's Ace. Are we at the fifth game to hopefully drop Tony B and possibly add Melo to the bench yet? Well, keep in mind, I know that that's the thing and that's what's going around, but I don't know, necessarily know if that's, if that's going to happen. Um, the thing that, 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 that with this team is they may wait to monitor the buyout market and use that open roster spot then rather than use it now. There's definitely a chance of that, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Brandon says, hit the subscribe button. Hit the hit the goddamn button. Let's see what's going on. Let's see. Uh, Samuel Wells says, how do you feel about grabbing LaMarcus Aldridge if you drop Tony Bradley? Just wanted to know your opinion on that. Good game, Bulls. Let's go. Samuel, my opinion on that is this. I don't I don't really, like, I would rather add Melo than LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, just, that's just my opinion. I think uh, Melo kind of fits more in how we use a power forward specifically on this team. If we were a team that ran a more traditional big lineup, and if we didn't have Andre Drummond, I would pick LaMarcus Aldridge. But because of that, I, the, I if I had to pick between the two, I would go with Melo. But if the Bulls were to add LaMarcus Aldridge to the team after cutting Tony Bradley, it's still a plus. Anything's a damn plus when it comes to that. I don't want them to make any moves at all right now. Still early. Let's see how the season develops. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, some some fans, they just want to talk trades all the time. And I understand it, right? We do have a little bit of hope. Well, not a little bit. We, we Looking at if we can add some more size and shooting um, in the same player in like a Carmelo Anthony, it would be cool. Uh, man, Buddy Hill will look good coming off the bench. Yes, absolutely. But, again, that contract, um, uh, it's not it's not a, a, a real high possibility that we are going to make a significant trade this this season. Um, just because if you look at like what we'd have to throw in, like Buddy Hill is making his base salary is $20 million a year. Tell you what, that right now, it's not happening for the Bulls. It's just not happening, man. 
Alana says, I want Melo, but isn't his defense lackluster or am I tweaking? Um, he's a he's not as bad a defender as he was at the height of his career. I think he's just it's just a veteran at this point. But keep in mind, we have, yeah, he's not the defender that I that I would say either DJJ or Javante are, even being undersized. But what he offers elsewhere, like with that shooting and that stroke, I, I just don't know there. I would try to make a trade for James Johnson and bring Tony Bradley to the Indiana Pacers because he could play what? No, come on, Shay. Come on, Shay. Stop with that. Brandon L. Jet with the super chat. Thank you for supporting the uh, the channel, my brother. He says, I'll help you fund the jersey giveaway. Let's go 50-50 on it, Hayes. I'll drop it to you in cash. Well, thank you, Brandon L. Jet, for wanting to support the channel, A, in the super chat, and then wanting to support the giveaway. Like I said, we got to hit it in this stream. We, are at, we just gained 11 more subscribers. We are... We are officially 21 subscribers away from, from being at 9,000 subs. Can we get 21 more subscribers? And you guys know I don't usually like to do this. I don't do the whole subscribe, hit the like button, do all this. But we're so close to the goal. I'm going to go ahead and push you some. 21 more subscribers away from give, from doing the giveaway. What are your thoughts on how damn mature Io looking so far? He's got me hype. He's often looks like a leader out there. Well, keep in mind, Io looked like that at parts last season too. Do you remember how many times that Demar was close to getting a, a, a tech and getting upset? And it would be Io Desumu walking up to him. We saw it early in the season with Drummond too. Keep in mind, Io Desumu came in as an older rookie. He's played a lot of college basketball. He's played a lot of basketball, period. So, yeah, Io does have a little bit of uh, – not a little bit. He has that natural leadership, and we're starting, we're seeing that in power. Now that he's no longer a rookie, we're seeing the more confidence from him. When you look at him, not only just the way he moves out on the court, but the, but the way that, like, he does call for the ball, the way that he does communicate. He's starting to learn that, right? The communication on defense is one of the best strengths and attributes you can have on the defensive end. That's one of the things I always talk about Alice Caruso and Lonzo Ball with. Not only are they great defenders themselves, but they're great communicators on the defensive end. It helps Zach Levine be a better defender. It helps other players that aren't necessarily have they don't necessarily have the defensive IQ of these players. It helps them learn that through osmosis because you have players that are communicating. Io Desumu starting to communicate more on the defensive end, starting to call out, go under, go over, do this. You can see those things. You can hear these things. So we definitely we got a gem in Io Desumu. And that's just what it boils down to. We got a gem in the second round in Io Desumu, and it's going to pay off big dividends for this team going forward. Period. Period. All right, let's keep it, let's keep it moving. Adrian with a great point as well. Mellow shooting would help when our offense gets stagnant, much like uh, Goran does. Having a, a, a veteran like um, like Mello and what his ability to shoot and score the ball would help absolutely. Like you said, when we have droughts, bring in Mello. Be able to do things like that could be huge for that. And uh, the big homie says, with the development of Io, Zoe might be outside the club trying to, no, no, no. Keep in mind, Io's great, but he's still not the on-the-ball defender uh, uh, Zoe is. He's still not the communicator. He's still not the shooter, even though his shooting's coming around big time. That Lonzo is. The starting point guard position is probably still Lonzo Balls. Once he gets back healthy, now that may not happen this season, just depending on when he comes back, but we'll see. See what else we got. Jonathan Washington Jr. says, I would still like to see us make a move for Jay Crowder. As I said in the episode that I broke that down on, there's a very low po possibility that the Bears trade for Jay Crowder. Now, there may be a lot of teams that are just trying to wait out of the Suns on that. They may say, hey, listen, if the Suns don't get a trade for Jay Crowder, like, why trade for a player where you have to match an over $10 million salary when you know that they want to get rid of him? Any team in the NBA at this point, unless you just have a dead Play, a dead salary player that you just don't want to use on your team at all that you can trade but then at that point 
do the Suns even want that player? It's smarter for every team in the NBA to just wait it out to the bio market. Even if Jay Crowder doesn't play until then, he's a veteran. He's going to be ready to go. And we may just see it wait out. Now, if he hits the buyout market, the Bulls need to cut Tony Bradley that day and bring in Jay Crowder, period. The day, if, if the Suns reach a buyout with Jay Crowder, they need to just go ahead and do it, period. Terrell Smith says, you hit the, you hit it on the mark. Io, because he stayed, uh, he was able to develop the attitude that a lot of one-and-dones or people who pass up college ball don't get to develop. And keep in mind, too, not only just staying in college, but being at a good program in college, playing in big games in college, getting to the NCAA in college, like doing those things all help him come in and be be a, be better ready to just contribute to this team and take on a bigger role. Joshua Simmons says the Pelicans are looking really, really good. The Pelicans are looking legit. It's just if they can stay healthy. But the Pelicans are absolutely looking legit. We are 14 subscribers away from our goal. 14 subscribers away with 10 more minutes left in the stream. 14 subscribers away from being able to give away a Chicago Bulls jersey. Octopile Possum. Hey, I haven't seen you around here since the season started, my brother, unless I'm tripping. But what's going on? He said, Hey, this is kind of random. This is a kind of random question. But would you rather have Evan Mobley or Jared Allen on the Bulls? Uh, Evan Mobley. I love Jared Allen and what he does defensively and all things like that. But on this current makeup, I'm taking Evan Mobley. With his offensive upside and defensive upside, I take Evan Mobley every day. Silk Ron, Jay Crowder is a starter. He's not starting on this team, period. Jay Crowder is not going to – well, if Patrick Williams' play keeps down, which passive Pete was gone, we got Pete Will back, but Jay Crowder wouldn't be starting on this team, period. That's just it. He would – He would. and c considering he's sitting at home, if he, he gets to have a run on a contending team, he wouldn't mind coming off the bench, period. Who gets the jersey? So if we hit our goal, I'm going to take a list – because I saved the live chat, and I'm going to put a bunch of names in a random generator. I'll, I'll tell you guys to do something beforehand. We'll come up with like a trivia or something. Whoever answers it right, I'll put all those names in the generator. The winner gets the jersey. Come on, y'all. Hit that subscribe button. Run them numbers up. Y'all so silly, man. P-Will can play like this every night. Be aggressive. Take shots when they're available. Run in transition and play defense. We may not get the P-Will we want, but that's the one we need this season. And keep in mind. You don't necessarily need to have an, like a Patrick Williams that's averaging 14 points per game. We just need him. What he did tonight in, in taking shots, be, going four for four, four for five, I'm sorry. That's what you need. But we need the intense defense, Patrick Williams. We need a lot of defense. We need him to crash the boards. We need him to put it back up uh, strong and get, get easy second chance points like that. Eventually, we'll see a lineup of Zoe, Io, and Caruso on the court at the same time. Uh, the passing and perimeter defense will be scary. I mean, yeah, with how how heavy um, Billy Donovan does use guards in the rotation, absolutely there's a chance of that for sure. Gregory Shorter says, how do you feel about the free agent signings so far? Um, Every one of them is hit. Like, when you look at Derrick Jones Jr. coming along, he was, well, you know, re-signing our own free agent, but still a free agent signing. Um, Drummond, Drogic, they have paid huge dividends to just transforming the Chicago Bulls bench and what they do in their respective roles. Huge. So all the signings that we've that we've made this offseason and well the two signings and the re-signing have all been instrumental at different times to this team and and a win and this bench as a whole like it kind of is what it is there. This bench has been worth it for sure. Wonder what's going to happen to Kobe. Oh, it's Kobe when Zoe comes back unless Kobe has turned it on is like averaging like 15 points per game off the bench. It's done. It's done. It is done. Period. Pat will uh, be effective with 10 and 10 nights with defensive presence. I will take Patrick Williams with 
great defensive presence, six rebounds a night, and 10 points. On efficient shooting, because he's only going to get about seven to eight shots per game, I will take that. And like a key word there, a strong defense, not just a defensive presence, a strong defensive presence. You give me, give me that on this team, I'm all good with it. I'm all good with it. King James says, this is the best channel for Bulls talk. I appreciate that, brother. Like, that, that's not hyperbole. That means the world to me. Like, I work hard on this channel, man, as everybody does who's a content creator that, that loves this. Um, but, yeah, man, like I said, it, it, listen, I love doing this, man. I love doing this. I'm excited. I'm excited to see Zoe with Drummond. That one's from Ramon. Ramon. Ramon or Ramon. Let me know. Um, but yeah, like listen, you remember how dangerous the the Zoe and Derrick Jones Jr. pick and roll became when Derrick Jones Jr. was playing backup center last season? Replace that with Andre Drummond, who's already great as the role, man. And this is not to take away from Drogic, because Drogic is an amazing passer out there. But the lobs that Zoe could throw to Andre Drummond are gonna be beautiful. Beautiful. Ant the Big Homie says, bro, congratulations. You are the hardest working YouTuber covering sports. Thank you for giving us the effort and quality content on all of the different teams you cover. I That's the biggest compliment you can put, you can pay me. I appreciate that, man. You guys are the reason why I started Chicago Bears Central. You guys know last season I kept saying, there's no way I'm going to cover the Bears. The Bears are going to turn my beard gray. And everybody's like, no, we want to hear your Bears content. We want to hear you talk and cover the, the Bears because of how passionate you are about the Bulls. And I did it. And then you guys got to see me. Throw my damn hat a couple of times, but I love it, man. I love I love doing this. Me and being a creative, I can't put my time and effort into anything that I'm not super passionate about. I'm passionate about these teams, so you get the best version of me. Uh, Brandon Ojet says, Hayes, you got to let us know when we hit 9,000. Let's see. Let's see. Have we hit it? Let's check it. We're at 8,989. We are 11 away with about five minutes left in the live stream. Cause I gotta go. Uh, Cause I gotta go do locked on bulls. So Brandon the visionary says, "I agree. This is a good show. I appreciate that, Brandon. Like, I like the live streams are different from our pre-recorded videos. Um, but we try to make the live streams have fun. Uh, that's why I do talk a lot at the beginning, and then I make it a conversation between us. And I don't know how other people do their live streams. Um, because I'm always doing this one. I don't watch other people's, but this is how I get down. This is how I wanted to build out this platform. And I always say, this is a community." And so us building a community for Bulls fans, I have to give your guys' voices as much notice as mine. And what better time to do that than when we're uh, post-game and we're all in here um, happy. Uh, for me, if P-Will averages 10 efficient points per game, eight rebounds, and great defense, I'll be satisfied. Agreed with you there, brother. Agreed with you. The Windy City Breeze, my family, says keep dominating, brother. I appreciate that, bro. Adrian says, by the way, I heard a commercial for Locked on Bulls on, on uh, 670 The Score this morning. Crazy. Keep doing your thing, bro. Hey, man, I've actually been on 670 The Score, too. Um, but I appreciate that. Like, I'll say this. Um, when, I, when, I, when I initially got hired to do Locked on Bulls, and Pat the designer will tell you, now, because now that it's happened, I could like when I knew that I had the interview for Locked On Bulls, I called Pat the designer. Well, I messaged him on Twitter. I asked for his number. Keep in mind, we had never done an episode together before. We had interacted some, and I told him, hey, th if this happens, I need you to be my co-host, period. And so once I got the job and locked in, I think I, my Pat, correct me if I'm wrong if you're still in the chat. I think my exact words were, we got it or something like that. And we've been riding ever since. We built our chemistry over the summer. Uh, we because we had never potted together before we took all locked on bulls we had to build that chemistry naturally but i'm so happy with where that show is and it's a completely different feel than chicago bulls central one of the things that i always said in taking over locked on bulls was i was not going to stop chicago bulls central i wasn't 
because I, I can be complete haze there. I have to be corporate haze there. I, I can be complete haze here. And besides, I'm never going to give up building up my own to build up anybody else's. So I have to put, if I'm putting energy into anybody else's platform, because I don't own Locked On Bulls, but if I'm putting energy over there, I'm going to do my best, but I'm, I have to put twice as much energy into my own because this is the legacy. Locked On Bulls is great. It's fun. It's amazing. It's a revelation. I'm never giving it up, but I had to make Chicago Bulls Central something special. I had to continue to build out Chicago Bulls Central. A lot of people were arrested and said, hey, I'm on this network now. I'm getting paid. That's all I'm going to do. I have to keep doing Chicago Bulls Central, and I'll never stop doing Chicago Bulls Central, ever. Matt Carroll, the Bears will turn your beard your uh, your beard gray. Well, no, I mean it's been a fun season. I've been I cover the Bears daily too, just like I do the Chicago Bulls. It's daily content over there, and I've honestly honestly been having a lot of fun with it. Even with when the Bears been doing their like looking sucky sometimes, I've still been having a lot of fun with it, man. All right, let's see what up. Let's let's check the because we're 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 towards the end of the stream. You guys know my post game shows. I'm keeping at a strict 45. Well, not strict, but around 45 minutes this year, uh, just because we're doing post game shows over on Locked On Bulls as well. We're at 8,991. We are nine subscribers away from the jersey giveaway. He's not lying. That man dropped more off season content than any other Bulls content. Listen, I didn't take I, like and for a while there. I did think like, hey, I'm gonna go three days a week during the summer. And then I didn't. And I think what the thing that kicked in for me was the draft coverage. I covered 28 draft prospects this summer for the Chicago Bulls. Keep in mind, there are only 30 first-round picks. The Bulls had a first-round pick. I covered 28. And out of that, the Bulls drafted nobody I covered. But was still with that, it just reminded me, like, there's completely different levels I can go with this over the summer. I can do that same thing with free agent acquisitions, things like that. Jamillion says, Hayes, you're better than 95% of ESPN's commentators. You deserve it. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. That means the world, man. Uh, what's good, Hayes? Listen, great game, but I think the Bulls relax after they got a sizable lead. They need to learn to put teams away when they have a chance so they can rest the starters. Agreed. And that's kind of what I said at the beginning of the stream is that we do need to see the Bulls just completely snuff people out when they have their foot on their necks. We did not see that this game, but we do need to start seeing that. Um, Jack is the truth, who is one of the OG members. I, I believe Jack is truth had to be one of the first five subscribers of this channel. But shout out there. He says, Io is going to be special. He already is special, but yes, he's definitely going to continue to be special for this team. What is the best Bulls can get for Kobe? His values low. I don't think they can get any. Like, literally, seriously, I think the Kobe thing is going to have to play itself out in restricted free agency. That's all I can think is going to happen, man. I just don't see the Bulls, unless they include him in a larger deal, which, like I say, I just don't see that coming. Um, but, hey, you never know. Fernando uh, Zavalia? I know I murdered that. I'm sorry, brother. Appreciate uh, you, Hayes. Keep up the content. Appreciate you, brother, and thank you for supporting. I don't view you as a content creator per se. As far as I'm concerned, you're an analyst with a great show. Appreciate that, bro. That means the world, man. Will your pops ever make an appearance on the show? Yes, absolutely. We we're going to try to get him on in the off season. And then when I was out in California for my sister's wedding, I wanted to try to record with him. But it was my sister's wedding. It was my niece's birthday. It was my sister's birthday, all in the same like five day stretch. So it just kind of didn't happen because we were so busy. But it's definitely going to happen. Pops will be on the show at some point. We are six subscribers away. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get. Give, so I'll tell you what. I'm going to go to the 50-minute mark. We've been live streaming for 46 minutes and 14 seconds. I'm going to go to the 50-minute mark to try to get to the 9,000 subscriber mark. But if it doesn't happen, turn it off, man. Turn it off. 
Will it be smarter to bring the ball to bring ball off the bench for durability? Well, he's going to start off coming off the bench anyway. When he comes back, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Lonzo does the first ten to fifteen games off the bench to see how his body responds. Again, not playing basketball for a year is 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 different, man. It's different. You can do all the tra- training and weight training you want, but it's just different. So to get him back up to game speed, we'll see how it ends up going. Was Ricky in the building? Where's Ricky? Ricky says, hey, everybody, what's going on, Ricky? How has it been 50 minutes, bro? Hey, we it goes by super fast because, listen, we be chilling in here, man. Uh, super Duper Danko says, I used all my YouTube accounts. My guy, you deserve it. We appreciate you. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, man. Let's see what we got. We're, th- we're four away. Nine, 8,996. We are four away. Four away. Baki in the building. What's going on, Baki, bro? Uh-oh, if we don't make 9K, who's going to get have to... Who's going to have to give you a jersey? Hey, that's funny. Um, but keep in mind, we're still doing a big giveaway for 10K, uh, especially if we hit that by my birthday, uh, which is December 5th. So we got a little over, we got basically six weeks until my birthday. We need to hit 10K by my birthday. Look at uh, at Clay. Oh, my brain completely brain farted on that one. Chris Carvino says, look at Clay. Still not the same after his injury it takes time. Yeah, it definitely takes time. Does the Sixers' early struggle surprise you? Yes. Actually, over on my other channel, NBA Central, actually listed, because uh, I, I did a bunch of look at like, teams' records so far, and basically said, is it fact or fiction, How their, their level of play? And for the 76ers, like, I, I just I think they're going to be the Boston of this year. I think that they may struggle because they are changing the way that they play. They have changed the offense. The offense is more like Houston Rockets' offense, which James Harden loves. But I think it may take a minute for them but then once they do hit their stride, I completely expect for them in the second half to just be firing on all cylinders. So while, yeah, they're they're struggling right now, they're one and four. Do not be surprised if by the second half of the season, we're looking at them much like we looked at Boston's second half of the season. I don't know if they're going to be that good defensively, but just their play overall. Alana Hayes needs to get your courtside seats for the next giveaway so I can watch you on TV. Wow. R- Ramon is shooting his shot. He's risking it all. He is going for the triple-double. Listen, I respect you for it, brother. I respect you for it, man. Um, Hayes, with Io and Dragic playing the way they uh, are, would you try Zoe at the three when he come back and move Debo to the four? No, no. That, that's way too small of a lineup. Um, so, no, I, I wouldn't say that. But, you know, they're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. Baki in the building says, hey, uh, at Hayes, I asked Pat and PK the same question I wanted to ask you. Do you think Westbrook is going to get blackballed out the league similar to how Melo was after the Rockets let him go? I won't lie to you. There's a chance of that, right? There's absolutely a chance of that. But the redemption is there. like, And he may need that. Russ does, has not accepted yet that he's not Russ anymore. He's Russell. He just hasn't accepted that. He's not like Carmelo isn't Melo anymore. He's Carmelo Anthony. Russ is no longer Russ. He doesn't deserve a nickname. He is Russell. And 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 once he realizes that, once he realizes the game's changed for him, once he realizes if he uses his scoring ability um, to, as a compliment to the other and younger players on the team, whatever team he ends up going to, it's going to extend his career. But Russ may have to hit that bottom that Melo hit. You remember when Melo had that interview where he talked about not being in the league, and you can tell, like, I still remember watching that. And it was like, damn, I feel for this guy. He hit that bottom. He had to come back. Russ may have to hit that bottom to come to some self-revelations about himself, and then he'll come back a stronger player. 
I still can't pronounce your name. Uh, sub to YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, along with Locked On to catch you and Pat. Can't uh, give you enough props, Hayes. I appreciate it. Like, the thing for me, right, and honestly, and this is the last little thing I'll say. Um, this is the last thing I'll say, and then we'll check to see if we hit the, the thing for the giveaway, is that um, the thing for me in, in doing this is, is when other people that I've been watching for years started to talk about Chicago Bulls Central. Like, I listen to every podcast. And hearing other people talk about Chicago Bulls Central or mention, hey, hey, said over here on this, that's like one of the biggest moments of this in the, doing this for me, man, because it's just been crazy. It's just been crazy. Jonathan Washington Jr. asked, what do you think about the Robert Quinn trade? Well, luckily, I have a full video over on Chicago Bears Central breaking down the trade. So go and check that out. Shameless plug. All right, let me let me check these subs so I can go do Locked on Bulls so I don't have Pat up all night. We hit it. We are at 9,004 subscribers. All right, so here's what we're going to do. And this is how we're going to randomize it. I want, and this I'm trying to put give everybody a chance to win, right? I want everybody to have a chance to win. So Petty Roosevelt recently got into a Twitter back and forth with a former NBA player. Name that player in the chat. Everybody that names the player correctly, I'm going to throw into a randomizer, and then I'm going to give them the jersey. So there you go. We just hit 9,000 subscribers. Thank you guys for that. But go ahead. I'm going to leave the chat open for a little bit. Get those names in. Everybody that knows who Petty Roosevelt got into the Twitter back and forth with, leave that name. The winner, I'm going to throw the names in the, in the randomizer. The winner gets the jersey. So go ahead. We're gonna, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to talk until the 55-minute mark. Whatever's not in at the 55-minute mark, we're stopping. Now, for those that are saying they don't follow Twitter, I actually posted a video dissing the guy here. All right, stop. I'm stopping it there. Yeah, we got enough right answers. So everybody got it in. Like I said, I wanted to make it easy. It wasn't meant to be a trick question. Um, it wasn't meant to be a trick question. If you're overseas, if I can find it in the NBA store um, of in, in your country, we'll work it out. Otherwise, we'll work something out. Even if I got if if I have to ship it to you, I'll do that as well. I'll do that as well. If I personally have to ship it to you, if I have to buy it here and ship it to you, I will do that. But all right, that is it for today's episode. Make sure you're following the podcast at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and or voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, not because of me, but because of you guys. And like I like to end everything on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. We hit 9K, baby. We did that. Not just me. We did that. That is crazy. That's wild. Wow. 10K, here we come. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.